0: All right. Uh, Any mothers of preschoolers in the room? Just go ahead and raise your hand. All right. Let's let's acknowledge them. Wow. Uh, I don't know about you, but just watching that video kind of made my blood pressure go up. I mean, whether you have preschoolers or not, though. Okay, how many of you still feel like your mornings are often like that? Anybody else? Yeah, I know, and I don't have preschoolers anymore. Go figure. Well, my name is John, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here at Community, and it is great uh, to be here on this Sunday morning and today we're continuing our series, Transform, where what we've been doing over the course of the past several weeks is talking about areas of our lives where we know we need to grow and because we believe that God's transforming power through Jesus can fuel that growth, we have hope and so today we're talking about transforming our health. Now, there is so much that we could talk about when it comes to transforming our health, our physical health. We could talk about eating better. We could talk about exercising more regularly, right? We could talk about, you know, regular checkups to the doctor, right? All very important, okay? I think we'd all agree. But today we're going to focus in on something that I think could have the single greatest impact when it comes to transforming our health, and it's running the Chicago Marathon. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk about that today because that could be very detrimental to my health right now. Tell me. Any guesses what we're going to talk about today? Anybody? Anybody? You're close, yeah, we're going to talk about stress. How many, (laughs) somebody's like, oh, (laughs) how many people's stress just went up when I said we're going to talk about stress? (laughs) Wow, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Truth is, there are so many sources of stress in our lives, and what we did is we came up with the five, what we would consider the most common stressors, okay, and so as we walk through them, please don't get more stressed out. But I just want you to ask yourself, how many of them are you struggling with even right now, okay? We're going to walk through these five, and I want you to just consider how many of them that you are challenged by even as we speak, okay? First, we have worry. Anybody struggle with worry? Okay, yeah, some of us are world-class worriers. And, you know, some would say there's a lot more to worry about now than there ever was before. I mean, think about it. When my... Parents were raising me, they weren't worried about trying to get me into the perfect preschool. Okay, I didn't even go to preschool, you know. Uh, 20 years ago, we weren't thinking about um, identity theft, were we? And then, of course, you know, there's always worrying about the future. You know, the what ifs. What if I don't get that job? What if I don't meet that special someone? You know, what if that investment doesn't work out, right? And worry leads to stress, doesn't it? You know, and stress is bad for our health. And so now I'm worried about worrying. And when we worry, it often translates into something else that can be stressful, and that is hurry. I mean, hurry is a second source of stress, and and hurry, I think, just comes from the the rapid pace of our lives. I mean, does anybody feel like the world just seems to go faster and faster and faster, doesn't it? You know, we live in a a microwavable, drive-through, Google sort of world, and most of us seem to be living at such a frantic pace that you just can't keep up, can you? I mean, we need everything now, don't we? We need everything now and in the moment. And the idea of waiting even just a few seconds for something to, you know, download could send us into a meltdown, right? i tell you, how many of you have a smartphone? All right, go ahead, just tell me. All right, the majority of people have smartphones. And how many of you, be honest, okay, have complained within the last week that your smartphone is actually working too slow? Be honest. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, think about it. You know, we used to actually have to drive to the bank to make a deposit. Remember that? Okay. We used to actually have to write a check, put it in an envelope, and send it in the mail to pay a bill. Okay. You know, we used to have to wait for the evening news to find out the weather for tomorrow. And now we can do all of that in a matter of seconds, but heaven forbid if my app is running slow, right? It's crazy. Why? Because we are in a right hurry. Well, a third common stressor that we might not realize is causing anxiety is decisions. I mean, we have so many decisions, so many choices competing for our attention, don't we? You know, uh, they, it's, it, it demands our money, it demands our time. More choices demands more, more decisions all the time, and, and you know, the funny thing is we often view choices as kind of a luxury, right? But those choices can also be overwhelming, can't they? I mean, do you remember when your only choice between toothpaste was like Crest and Colgate? Yeah, I remember that, you know. And now there's like 60 different brands, and each brand has like eight different varieties. I've I've literally found myself like in Walgreens, standing in the aisle, transfixed at this shelves, trying to decide which toothpaste to buy. It's crazy, isn't it? Another uh, major player when it comes to stress is loss. Poor, poor St. Louis Cardinal fans. They are feeling a lot of stress today. Are You with me? You had the nerve to wear a cardinal jersey today, seriously. All right. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, loss is a stressor, isn't it? I mean, whether it's a loss of a job, you know, loss of a relationship or loss of a loved one. And I mean, the instability that comes from loss can all kinds all can cause all kinds of stress. You know, raises questions. We wonder about the future. And then a fifth common stressor is conflict. I mean, disagre- disagreements, unresolved conflict between people causes all sorts of stress, doesn't it? I mean, I can't stand unresolved conflict, you know? And I used to be so bad at dealing with it, particularly in uh, my marriage, you know? I would cause more conflict trying to resolve conflict. In truth, because I thought it had to happen right now. Let's just get this over with. In this moment, right now, let's solve this right now. And I'd even, like, throw scripture out there, you know? Don't let the sun go down in your anger. That works really well. I finally realized, you know, my wife, she just needs a little bit of time. But conflict still causes stress, doesn't it? I mean, it's stressful. I I don't know if I told you, but Lisa and I just celebrated a big anniversary, 25 years. 25 year anniversary, yeah. And uh, just this week, I heard about another couple who was celebrating their 25th anniversary. Uh, They had both just turned 50 years old. And for their 25th anniversary, they were each given one wish. Uh, She wished for a Caribbean cruise. And... Poof, like that. They were on a cruise ship in the middle of the Caribbean. And he wished he was married to to someone 25 years younger. And poof, he was 75 years old. (laughs) Some of you were stressed about where that was going, right? The guys are like, oh, no. (laughs) But sources of stress, I mean, worry, hurry, decisions, loss, conflict. So I'll tell you what, just do a quick inventory, okay? Uh, how many of those stressors have you experienced, say, over the last month? When you look at that list, I mean, how many of those would you say you've experienced over the last month? I'll tell you what, if you wouldn't mind, how many would say two or more? Let's be honest, okay? All right, would anybody say three or more? <laughs> how many would say all five? You guys are stressing me out. <laughs> And here's the deal, okay? Stress takes a toll physically, doesn't it? I mean, whenever you feel anxiety, what happens? You know, your blood pressure goes up, your pulse quickens, right? Adrenaline rushes through your body. And then the real problem occurs when our bodies remain under high levels of stress over an extended period of time. Chronic stress, right? And I mean, untold studies have shown that chronic stress is devastating to our health. It's damaging to your brain. It's damaging to your heart, your immune system. Stress can literally kill you. And too often, we choose ineffective ways of dealing with stress, don't we? You know, we watch TV, or we play video games, or we surf the internet, or we drink, or we smoke, or we overeat, and these attempts to overcome stress, they may distract us for a while, but what happens once we turn off the TV, or finish that bottle, or eat that last chip? I mean, the stress is still there, isn't it? So what do we do? I mean, what would it really look like to experience God's transforming power when it comes to stress? Well... I think the answer can be found in a section of scripture that I have a hunch is likely familiar to many of you, but I wonder if maybe we never thought about how it could actually help us manage such a difficult area of stress. And so I'm going to start reading it, okay, and and see if it doesn't sound like something maybe you've heard before, okay? Here we go. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd. Already sounds familiar to some, doesn't it? I lack nothing. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We know that passage is what? Help me out. Yeah, 23rd Psalm. <laughs> I mean, it's so famous. In fact, we talk about it differently than any other passage, I think, in the entire Bible. You know, when I was a kid, we always referred to it as the 23rd Psalm. I mean, it was never Psalm 23 for some reason, right? Always the 23rd Psalm. It carried extra weight. I mean, we don't talk about, you know, Revelation 15 as the 15th revelation. This is the 23rd Psalm. But did you ever think that this also famous Psalm could actually transform your health by helping you manage the stress in your life? Did you? This was such an eye-opener for me. And so let's think back to the common stressors we talked about earlier, okay? First, we mentioned worry. I mean, so much of our stress comes from worry over not thinking we're going to get what we want when we think we need it, right? And what, what do we read here in Psalm 23? It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Help me out. Then what? I lack nothing. Another version puts it this way. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And so I really believe this first practice can help us manage our stress, and it's this. It's to look to God to provide for our needs. I mean, look to God to provide for our needs. I mean, we look to so many other sources, don't we, to provide for our needs. You know, we look to our job or our career to provide for our needs, and what happens if we don't, you know, if we don't get that job, or maybe we don't, you know, get that promotion that we were looking for? I mean, other times we look to money to provide for our needs, but I mean, what if the, the economy goes in the tank, or maybe that investment goes south? Or we might look to our our spouse or significant other, you know, for for, uh, our needs. And, And what if, you know, they don't, you know, give us what we need, which often happens. Or maybe we're, you know, separated or we're divorced. And so as your friend and as your pastor, can I encourage you not to put your security in anything you can lose? Let's not put our security in anything you can lose. You can lose your job. You can lose your house. You can lose your friends, your health, your bank account, your spouse, even your mind. But you cannot lose your relationship with Jesus. You cannot lose your relationship with Jesus. Put your security in that. And so I think the first way to manage stress is to focus on God and to trust him to meet our needs. In fact, here's what I want you to do. Okay? Every time you start to feel stressed out with worry this week, I just want you to pause and say, The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Think about that. Every time you start to feel stressed from worry this week, just pause and say, The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Say that with me, okay? The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Yeah. I mean, when you're starting to feel, you know, uh, insecure, say to yourself, The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. You know, when you're starting to feel afraid, say, The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. When you're starting to feel uncertain, say, The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. When you're starting to feel alone, say, The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. When you're starting to feel uh, out of sorts or defeated or anxious, say, The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. He's going to take care of me. I can depend on Him to meet all my needs. I'm telling you what, I'm saying if we would put this one one thing into practice this week, this alone could reduce our stress significantly. But Psalm 23 doesn't stop there. I'll tell you what, remember the second stressor: hurry, as we read the next couple of lines. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul. Sounds kinda nice, doesn't it? Almost like a little mini vacation there for a couple seconds. You know, lying down in green pastures, sitting beside quiet waters. Do you know what these verses are about? They're reminding us to obey God's instruction to rest. Yeah, lying down in green pastures is about our need for rest and Sabbath. I mean, so much of the stress in our lives comes from being in a hurry and working so much and feeling like we've, you know, got so much to do. Am I right? I mean, we know there's always one more email to send, one more great idea to suggest, one more phone call to make. I mean, quick show of hands, how many of you feel like you just just really can't ever seem to catch up? I think a lot of us feel that way. And so you might even be thinking right now as I talk about rest, I don't have time to rest. As a matter of fact, I feel guilty when I rest. But you know what? We need to rest. And I'll just say personally, so much of the stress in my own life comes from my failure to rest. But our bodies need rest. That's how God made us. And that's why a nap on Sunday feels so stinking good. Just not while I'm speaking, okay? I mean, rest is so important. God put it in his top ten commandments. I mean, it's right up there with don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't lie. I mean, that's how serious God takes rest. God says every seventh day, you take a rest. I mean, it recharges our emotions, refreshes our souls, reduces our stress. Well, there's more about managing stress in Psalm 23. And just follow along with me. I love how this unfolds. The next line speaks to our third stressor, and that's decisions. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. I think one of the biggest stressors is indecision. You know, we can't make up our minds. I mean, some of you are right now, or you're, in a, you're at a fork in the road. You have a choice to make, or, or maybe you've been given multiple options, and, and the stress of trying to decide is just overwhelming. It's killing you. And Psalm 23 reminds us, go to God for guidance. It says, God will guide you along the right paths. I mean, so often prayer and seeking God is our last resort. You know, if the situation gets really bad, well, then I'll go to God. I'm saying make prayer your first response, not your last resort. I mean, go to God. Dig into Scripture. Pray in journal. Get connected to a small group of people who are also on that same path, seeking God's guidance alongside you. Uh, best-selling author and pastor Rick Warren says this I love this he says God will guide me at the right time not in the wrong time his timing is perfect he's never early he's never late if you have to make a decision about next year he's not going to give you the answer today because he wants you to trust him take one day at a time So let me ask you are you are you stressed out over the decision See, God promises to give you guidance so that he can accomplish what he wants in your life. That's what it means in the 23rd Psalm when it says for his name's sake. It's not for your name's sake or anybody else's name's sake. No, he wants to give you guidance so that his will can be done in and through you. Well, the fourth stressor is loss. And there's so much stress when we lose something. I mean, good night. I get I get stressed when I lose my keys, which is about every day. Not to mention, you know, a loss of a job, loss of income, loss of health, or loss of someone we love. But David in the Psalms writes this, the next few phrases are, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So how do we manage stress in the middle of a loss? Well, we trust that God is with us even in the darkest valleys. I mean, David, who wrote this psalm, was a shepherd by trade. And and the rod and the staff that he talks about were tools that he used to, to ward off wild animals in the middle of the night. And you see, when we're in the middle of a loss, the evil one would like nothing more than to take us out. And his greatest tactic is to instill fear. I mean, fear is paralyzing. It tells us we'll never be okay. And fear wants us to give up, give in, or give out. And I know in a room this size, some of you probably right now are experiencing tremendous loss. Chances are, Darkest Valley probably describes where you feel even right now. And if we were able to have a chance to talk, you'd say, yeah, I'm full of stress and fear. And no doubt that fear and that stress has taken a toll on your health. Can I just remind you today that God is with you? He promises to be with you in the Darkest Valley. He will fight for you. He will protect you. He will never, ever, ever leave you. Finally, that fifth stressor is conflict. I uh, recently read a story about a family here in the Chicago area that was turned into the, into the police because they had too much dog poop in their yard. True story. And so to get back at their neighbors for turning them in, they painted the side of their house that faced their neighbors bright purple, yellow, and orange stripes. Now, I'm not recommending this tactic at all. I don't think it's a good way to solve conflict. I just thought I would share it with you. But, I mean, conflict is stressful, isn't it? I mean, it it drains my energy. It raises my anxiety. And, you know, David found himself in the middle of all sorts of conflict. It seemed like every time he turned around, somebody was after him, trying to take his life. And yet in Psalm 23, he writes this. He says, God, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, let me tell you something that you probably already know. I mean, there are people in your life who simply will not like you, and often for no apparent reason. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. They'll criticize you, put you down. They will be on the attack. And if you're like me, and I think a lot of people, you know, you stress over how to handle these people. I, you know, I try to win them over. I try to reason it. I try to come up with all sorts of, you know, ways to help them better understand me. And that can lead to all sorts of stress, can't it? But God says your job is not to defend yourself. Let me be your defender. Let him be your defender. Isn't there something freeing about that? Just a little bit. Isn't there something freeing about that? See, we think we have to defend ourselves, but God in Psalm 23, I think, is saying to us, hey, let the stress go. Let me be your defender. I'll prepare a safe table for you in the presence of your enemies. I mean, this whole series is about letting God transform every area of our life. And it's really about taking and and making the rest of your life the best of your life. But I got to tell you, some of you are cutting short. You're in danger of cutting short the rest of your life because of what we're allowing stress to do to our health. And when Jesus talked about the full life, the abundant life that he had in mind for us, this wasn't it. That's not it. And so I'm going to pray a prayer along with you uh, because I need this too, and I just want to give you the chance to confess that you've allowed worry or hurry or decisions or loss or conflict to fill your life with stress. And as I pray this prayer, I'm just going to ask if you would just kind of go ahead and raise your hand and, and let that raising of your hand be an indication that you're giving that stress to God, okay? Because, I mean, today can be the start of your transformation. It really can. So I want you to pray with me, okay? I want you to ask you if you would just kind of bow your heads, close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that. And I'm gonna walk us through this prayer. I'm just gonna ask you to raise your hand at certain points to as a way of acknowledging to God and confessing to him. Yeah, I, I need to give this to you. Let's pray. Father God, you are our shepherd. God, we lack nothing because of that. You make us lie down in green pastures. You lead us, Lord, beside quiet waters. You refresh our souls. You guide us along the right path for your name's sake. And even though we walk through the darkest valley, we will fear no evil for you are with us. I know some are stressed here from worry. And if you feel like worry is getting the best of you, I just want to ask you right now, if you'd go ahead and just kind of raise your hand. And as you do, remember that God is your shepherd. Jesus is called the good shepherd, and he wants to provide everything that you need. I know others are stressed from the hurried pace of life. It just feels like the pace is unmanageable. And if that's your stressor, I want you to go ahead and hold up your hand and ask God to help you rest. Rest in him. Father, I know many of us are experiencing stress over decisions we need to make, and it's overwhelming, so many options, and seemingly no good ones maybe even right now, but if you have decisions that are causing stress, I just want you to hold up your hand and give that decision or those decisions to God right now. Go ahead. Some are stressed over loss, and if you're feeling lost today, if you would say that, you know, darkest valley is where you feel like you might be right now, raise your hand as an act of faith, trusting and believing that God is, is with you, even in this darkest valley. And then finally, conflict. Man, conflict can be so stressful. We feel so out of control. So just go ahead and hold up your hand if you're in the midst of a conflict, and as you do, ask God to be your defender. Okay, go ahead. Ask him to be release you from working so hard to defend yourself. Lord Jesus, Father God, you are the good shepherd. We trust in you. Hear our prayers. We know you do. We're just going to ask you to remain in a posture of prayer because for a few moments we're just going to have some quiet, reflective music. There's going to be some scriptures rolling on the the screen. In the background, you'll hear some music and it's just a time for you to relax and rest in God and give your cares and stress to him. Just enjoy these quiet, reflective moments.